You are listening to You Are Not Broken, the only podcast that combines science, medicine, and psychology to re-educate your brain and help you live your best love life. And I'm your host, board-certified female urologist, Dr. Kelly Casperson. Hey everyone, it's Kelly. Welcome back. Today I'm doing a very exciting thing. I am reading the introduction to my book, You Are Not Broken, Stop Shooting All Over Your Sex Life. The official Amazon release date, book release date, is this coming Tuesday, the 28th of June. Very exciting. Uh, on Amazon, you can get hardcover, paperback, and ebook. I'm going to be recording the audio for it uh, in August, which means that'll probably be out late fall. It's already in number one in two categories on Amazon uh, for new releases in health education and general sexuality, which is amazing. The feedback is so cool. I l absolutely love hearing from you, you guys. Basically, people are like, it sounds like you. And I'm like, yeah, because I wrote the book. <laughs> but uh, I really wanted the book to be fun. I wanted it to be funny. I wanted it to make people think. And I hope I accomplished it. So the other exciting thing I'm doing with the launch of this book um, is starting the group membership, group coaching, uh, premium podcast experience. And it will be up on the website pretty soon, but you can go to it now if you go to kellycaspersonmd.com slash membership. So kellycaspersonmd.com slash membership, and you can sign up. I am keeping it small. I'm going to close it at the first 300 people. And anybody who signs up in the month of June or July will get a signed copy of the book sent to you from me. And also in the membership is going to be a copy of the ebook if you want it to, if you like the ebook stuff. So we're going to do group coaching. You're going to be part of the audience when I interview people, which to me is the coolest part, but we're going to do group coaching where you get to learn about your pain points with sexuality and how to deal with relationships and how to advocate for yourself, how to try new things, how to figure out what's limiting you in the bedroom. All the great things that coaching is, if you haven't gotten that enough from the podcast as far as me being super into coaching for sexuality because truly our brain is our biggest sex organ. So I'm super excited about the group membership premium podcast experience, kellycaspersonmd.com slash membership to get that Go get the book, buy one for your sisters, buy one for your daughters, buy one for your best friend. I think it is changing lives. I think this book is out there to change the world. And the world needs a little bit of changing for good right now, don't you think? So without further ado, this is me practicing for the audiobook because I'm going to be reading from the introduction of You Are Not Broken, Stop Shooting All Over Your Sex Life. But first, a word from our sponsor, Bonafide. If you're in peri or postmenopause and think your hair and skin look unhealthy, you're not imagining it. Menopause naturally affects your hair and skin. Hormone changes can affect appearance years before and long after menopause. Sylvessa is the first comprehensive system designed to restore and protect hair and skin affected by estrogen decline. The Sylvessa system is designed to restore the collagen and nutrients impacted by declining estrogen, improving the appearance of your hair and skin today and protecting against future damage tomorrow. Formulated with hyaluronic acid to visibly improve skin texture and reduce fine lines and wrinkles. Give Sylvessa by Bonafide a try today. No hormones and no prescription required. 
To get 20% off your first purchase when you subscribe to any product, go to hellobonafide.com slash notbroken and use promo code notbroken. That's hello, B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E dot com slash notbroken and code notbroken for 20% off at checkout. For best prices and free shipping, go directly to the hellobonafide.com slash notbroken website. This is their best offer anywhere, so check it out and use promo code notbroken. A box of Kleenex was the only thing I had to offer my sobbing patient who was experiencing low, okay, let's face it, no sexual desire. It wasn't like a lack of sex was going to end her long-term loving relationship, but she still felt a huge sense of loss not having that connection with her husband anymore. And even though I was the urologist who cured her bladder cancer, I found I wasn't equipped to help her at all with this much less life-threatening problem. As I handed her the tissues, I thought, I've been to med school. I've spent the past 10 years operating in the pelvis. I've looked at more vulvas than 99.9% of the people in the world. So why don't I know what to do? And by the way, I'm also married with kids and have my fair share of sex. Still nothing. Thinking back to when I was a urologist in training, I realized there had been plenty of lectures about the penis, but none about the female homologous structures. While I learned everything there is to know about the male sexual function, it was like the clitoris, the female equivalent of the penis, didn't even exist. The rare times women's sexual issues actually made it into the conversation, the experts, who are all males, seemed to write off women as complex and mysterious. It was like, don't ask too many questions. We're the professionals here. This is too complicated to be understood. And besides, we don't know anything either. Clearly, I was going to have to educate myself for this patient as well as any others who might come to me looking for advice in the future. Furthermore, I was just curious. Why didn't I know this stuff? Did anyone know this stuff? And could my sex life get better as a result of this knowledge? I also had an inkling that there might be a lot more unspoken and unanswered questions women had about sexual health, though I had no idea at the time just how many there would be. I went on a quest to find out everything I could about women's sexuality. I started telling anyone who would listen what I'd learned. Since then, in my private urology practice, popular podcast, and weekly, sometimes daily Instagram live Q&A sessions, I've met a lot of other women who, like the crying patient I felt helpless to help, think they're broken because they don't desire or enjoy sex as much as they think they should, who are saying yes when a lot of time what they really mean is no, and then wondering why they're not having desire or fun, who aren't confident in themselves, can't communicate about their sexual needs, and don't even know how the female sexual body works. So let's kick off things with a bang, pun intended, by clearing up that misconception. You are not broken. Not only that, but it's time to stop shooting all over your sex life. Thinking you're the problem is a huge burden to put on yourself, and I want to take that weight off of you right now. Lack of desire or not enjoying sex enough isn't your fault and it's all fixable. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know to have more satisfying sex life starting today. Seriously, step one you already know. Stop it with all the shoulds. Self-abuse with shame and guilt is not sexy. My mission is to help women understand how everything we've learned about sex is wrong. Most of us didn't get a sex education. We got a disease and reproduction prevention plan. While knowing how to protect yourself from diseases and avoiding getting pregnant when you don't want to is valuable, it doesn't have anything to do with female desire, arousal, pleasure, and orgasm. I want to show you how our bodies and brains really work, in addition to how society uses our sexuality against us, so you can start having great sex again, or maybe even for the first time in your life. This book is for anyone, partnered or not, cis, hetero, or not, but being partnered in a heterosexual relationship actually has its own specific challenges for women, which we will discuss thoroughly here. Since med school failed to teach me, along with all the other doctors out there, about female sexual function, I made an appointment with Dr. Google. She led me directly to the International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health, ISHWISH, which was actually started 20 years ago by a urologist, Dr. Erwin Goldstein. Yay, urology. Who knew? Dr. Google, apparently. I started attending meetings, taking advantage of their educational opportunities, and connecting with other people who care about women's sexual health, doctors, nurse practitioners, sex therapists, psychiatrists, and physical therapists. 
We'd all found our way there because we wanted to help our patients who seemed to have nowhere else to turn. At the same time, I started reading everything I could get my hands on about the subject. Most of the books I found were either, number one, call your vagina a yoni, breathe into your spleen. I didn't make this up. I actually said that, they actually said that in a self, sex health book I read. Celebrate your princess goddess warrior. Lord, many of us don't have a religious practice, time to meditate for a half an hour a day, or want to study tantric breathing. Yes, mindfulness is an amazing way to cultivate pleasure in your life, and we will cover it here, but it's just another should but if it's just another should on your to-do list, forget about it. Besides, if we all had eight hours a day to spend on our yoni, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't be feeling like we didn't have the time, energy, or desire for sex. Or number two, academic design, small font, written to impress colleagues, and using language in a format so dense you need a PhD to understand or care about it. I have found some seriously dry books about sex, which I previously didn't even know was possible. These books aren't interesting to the average human, too stuffy and unapproachable. A small percentage of the books were amazing, though, like Becoming Cliterate by Dr. Lori Mintz, Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski, and She Comes First by Ian Kerner. This last one, written for men, is chock full of great information, short sentences, and declarative facts. I thought to myself, women need a book like this, Female Pleasure 101, not How to Have 17 Different Types of Orgasm with Your Candle-Scented Yoni. I capped off my journey by becoming a life coach. I know, I still groan at this name, too. How the heck did a surgeon sign up for this woo-woo? because it is basically ancient philosophy harnessed to help us see our thoughts and challenge them. I was a neuroscience major in college, so I love the brain, and as a urologist, I'm already intimately acquainted with female anatomy. Life coaching brings together awareness of our own thoughts, the psychology of the mind, and the physicality of the body parts. I get to use all the best wisdom available to empower women to have the best sex lives possible. And so here we are. I wrote the book, I believe, needs to exist for women like you and me who just want the facts about sex without a heaping serving of unattainable cosmic bliss on the side. It is the book I wish I had as a younger woman and that my daughters will now have to refer to, will have to refer to when they're old enough to read it. Are you thinking to yourself, hey, maybe that patient of yours just didn't ask the right kind of doctor for help with her sex drive? I hear you, but no. Most people assume OB-GYNs would be the go-to specialty. I know I did, but they're often too busy helping women have babies and dealing with birth control, unruly periods, STDs, and menopause to take on something as unlife-saving as low libido. The fact is, there's no right doctor to see for female sexual concerns. I ran into an old medical school friend who was practicing, a practicing OB-GYN physician at an Ishwish conference. When I asked, why are you here? She told me gynecologists don't get any training on women's sexual health either. Mic drop. Who is taking care of the people, sleeping with the people I, as a urologist, am giving Viagra to? No medical specialty owns this space. It's not surprising when you consider Western medicine is quite patriarchal and focuses on acute illnesses, not chronic lifestyle concerns or preventative medicine. Everything was conceived from the male perspective, and this is what gets passed down. Not fun fact. Elizabeth Blackwell, the first woman admitted to an American medical school, was basically let in on a dare. The faculty, assuming that the all-male student body would never agree to a woman joining their ranks, allowed them to vote on her admission. As a joke, they voted yes, and she gained admittance, despite the reluctance of most students and faculty. Our medical system was created for and by men. Case in point, until recently, clinical trials for most medications on the market were tested on males only. Since women are not just small men, this is a big problem. Ignoring half the population leads to, limit, to limited focus on women-specific issues like pregnancy, menopause, pelvic pain, and female sexual function. Medical school curriculum also barely skims over sex ed. During my entire course of study, only a single classroom session was devoted to sexuality. I remember a video of elderly people having intercourse that the, cat, that the class giggled through. 
I think the point was that everybody can be sexual despite age or disability. Great message. But no one ever explained that to us or delved further into the subject. Watching septuagenarians roll around once was the full extent of our sex-positive education as I remember it. When I was a medical student interviewing for urology, I was told to do a fellowship, which is an additional, additional training after residency, to specialize in a niche like cancer or kidney stones, so I didn't have to, quote, see the women, quote. It is just assumed that women are difficult, challenging, and take up too much time. Despite that offensive line of thinking, urologists in general have the funniest and best personalities of all medical specialties, which make it very appealing to me. In case you're wondering, no, I never did that fellowship. I was never repulsed by women or their pelvis or their issues. So here I am. So, of course, I had no idea what to tell the woman crying in my clinic. Like most people, no one ever taught me about female desire, arousal, or pleasure. Not my parents, high school sex ed teachers, or even medical school professors, let alone how to stoke it or recover lost desire. I had to learn all the, w the way we all do, through sexual partners, equally misinformed friends, unrealistic Hollywood movies, and trial and error. That's not exactly a recipe for great sex. As of October 1st, 2020, 30 states in the District of Columbia require public schools to teach sex education, only 22 of which are required by law for that instruction to be medically accurate. A mere eight states in the District of Columbia are mandated to teach about consent, and this is mostly all new since 2019. This might be why many women feel like they have a difficult time saying no to sex or end up having it because someone else wants to. Let's pick on Texas just for a second. 58% of schools there teach abstinence only and 25% don't teach sex ed at all. How do they expect people to have a healthy sex life with such a lack of education? Even when sex ed is taught, it is so fear-based. It's all about avoiding pregnancy and STIs. No one ever talks about how sex is supposed to be, feel great and be fun, or heaven forbid, how to actually bring about that kind of enjoyment. Or that normal couples with great relationships can still be flummoxed and devastated by sexual issues. When I tried to find out how many states teach about pleasure, I couldn't find any. Through Planned Parenthood, I finally learned zero states are required to include pleasure in their education, which means no one is teaching it at all. No wonder we're so messed up about what we're supposed to be doing and feeling in bed. I'm thrilled to say that I'm now helping close this sexual education gap. But here's the thing. As a surgeon, I only have 15 to 30 minutes with a woman in my office. That isn't a great amount of time to break down the three to six decades of bad education, body issues, orgasmic inequality, mountains of shame, non-consensual non sex, and so many shoulds. Unfortunately, due to the way our medical system works, my clinic isn't the best place for your education. All this combined is probably why the whole time I was becoming a sexpert, there was a voice in my head telling me, you need to find a way to reach more people than you see in clinic. Women need to know and hear this. I tried ignoring that voice for six months, but she finally got so annoying. I bought a microphone attachment for my cell phone, went into my closet, I'd read somewhere clothing is good for acoustics, and started my podcast, You Are Not Broken. An exciting ascent up the Apple charts later, I discovered my deep dive into sexual medicine was both timely and necessary. Women have so many unanswered questions about sex, desire, orgasm, menopause, and more. My podcast and this book are your safe, comfortable place to learn how to undo the patterns of blame, shoulds, and social conditioning, and learn to love the sexual body you have. Yes, woman, you were born to be sexual and enjoy it. Hashtag life coach advice. Always listen to that little voice inside your head. They say she is your future self calling you forward. Mine wanted me to be a leader in the women's sexual health revolution. Where will yours take you? What are you going to do with this one great life? Now that I'm a sexual medicine expert, I just can't keep what I've learned to myself. It's too important for women to know what they're experiencing is common and normal. And even beyond that, it doesn't take a lot of work or money to start desiring and enjoying sex more. What's most profound to me is that none of what I'm about to tell you is new. 
It's not like we just found out that vaginal penetration alone doesn't do it for most women, but luckily we recently discovered the clitoris. Plenty of research and books on the topic exist, but the information doesn't seem to be reaching people. And since no one's getting it and everybody needs it, here I am. I hope to create what all the woo-woo yoni and dry, boring academic texts haven't yet. Just to be clear, this book is not designed to be the be-all, end-all of sex education. People teach this in different ways, and I know not everyone will agree with me. Use what's here as a springboard and keep learning. Your sexuality is like a fingerprint, unique among billions, so you'll need to do a lot of self-discovery, too. I can't tell you what exactly will work for you. That's for you to find out. This book also isn't meant to be personal medical advice. I'm a doctor, but in most cases, I'm not your doctor. The concerns here are for informational and entertainment purposes only and are not intended to diagnose any medical condition, replace the advice of a healthcare professional, or recommend any treatment. Bring your newfound knowledge to your physician, team, or therapist and work together so you can become as happy and healthy as possible. My hope is simply that this book starts a conversation with yourself, your partner, your doctor, or your therapist that it helps you understand why you think you are broken and to realize you aren't, that it gives insight into why you're not satisfied, what you can do about it, and how to communicate what you need instead, that it empowers you to see and do things differently from now on, and not just in terms of sex, but in all aspects of your life. So if you're ready for a wild ride, one that leads to more fun and fulfillment in bed and beyond, read on to learn how to. To learn how society and media get sex all wrong, the female, how the female body works and how it is the same yet differs from male bodies. Your body has a clitoris that is completely capable of enjoying pleasure and you carry it around with you 24 hours a day. And no, there is, does not need to be someone naked next to you to use it. Our limited definition of sex makes it all about male pleasure and how to expand that definition to include female pleasure. That a good sex life is up to you. You have all the power. No, really. To communicate your needs and desires with your partner and listen to them in return. That desire is not one thing, doesn't often come before good sex, and may not be necessary at all. Gasp. Forget about reclaiming your sex drive. This is about claiming it possibly for the first time ever. Even better, in most cases, the answers are not outside of you in a pill, toy, technique, or, or potion. They've always been right there with you, just like your clitoris. Barring from Glinda the Good Witch here, you always had the power, my dear. You just had to learn it for yourself. In fact, you will find no one is the expert in your sex life except for you. Now you get to start to love and listen and celebrate this expert of yourself that you always were. Owning your authority over your sexuality. It is no one else's to own. So what tone do I want to take with this book? Dry, boring, neuroscience data expert? That turns some people off and it has already been done. Sarcastic, snarky, funny sister? Good for some, not others. Ardent feminist? Yes, but not in the, quote, hater of men or society in general, quote, kind of way. As a lifelong people pleaser, I guess I just have to deal with the fact that not everyone is going to like this book. It'll feel too much of this and not enough of that for some. If that's you, don't worry. I'm already thinking those thoughts, so it won't hurt me. If some of this doesn't land well, my sincerest apologies up front. I cannot write a book about sex that will please everyone. But do know I did my best to be accurate and educate the way I would have wanted to be educated and the way I educated myself. And I'm sorry for any insults or omissions. At the end of the day, I just want to help women and the partners who love them and make my young daughters proud that their mom tried to make a difference. I understand this book may sound heteronormative in the sense that I'm often talking to, but not assuming, cisgender, vulva-owning, socialized as female women. I actually believe cis-hetero women are ignored and sexual minorities too. Every time I tell people this is my niche, they respond with, but what about the men, the teenagers, the other humans? All this tells me is that they want to turn my attention off of my target audience, again confirming the bias that women in general don't matter. 
I want you to know I believe we should love whomever we want and be gendered however we feel. My worldview is that we are, are all welcome here. Even though this book focuses on people who have been socialized as women and sleep with humans who have penises. For the sake of this book, we'll call them men, although I know that's not always exactly accurate. However, I think everyone will learn something in this book. One last thing. Sex has been used against women since the dawn of time. I hold it very sacred that we all come here with a unique past, and often that includes trauma and abuse. I believe sex and pleasure are innate in everyone, and we all have a right to enjoy our bodies. It is what we were given to experience Earth. The power for this lies within us, and no one can take that away without our permission. People can heal and take back their power. Trauma-informed therapy or coaching is an important part of many people's journey to thriving, and I strongly encourage this. Sometimes you can't do it alone. Oh, and if I really thought I could write a book that wouldn't offend anyone, either, number one, I shouldn't let anybody read it, or number two, it shouldn't be about sex. This book is my advocacy work. When a person's passion combines with helping others, it is called their dharma. This is mine. Enjoy. Oh, you guys, it took 20 minutes to read the intro. I freaking love the introduction to this book. It is so stinking good. So help me along when you get this book. If you love it, if it's meaningful, if you think it's going to help anybody, please go on to Amazon and write a review. Brings me up in the rankings, keeps this going. I literally wrote this book as a passion project, pun intended or no? to help women. It doesn't have a big budget. There's not a lot of people promoting it. If this book gets big and goes places, it is literally because of you. So I want to pump you up, review this book. I love you so much. And thanks for changing the world with me. Until next time.